Damo, it is less than two weeks until our brand new event, the Wellness Base Camp, hits Adelaide. Oh, I can't wait, MP. Oh, Damo, we can't wait to have you in Adelaide. The Brisbane Base Camp was a sellout. The feedback from attendees was inspiring. Christine said, keep up the incredible work and energy. You make me feel so, so good. And Kira said, I loved all the speakers and the vibe in the room. So many aha moments. And Lauren said, no matter how many times I hear each of these people speak, I learn new things always and have action steps to take away. Can't wait to have you there, great man. The rock star of wellness is joining Kim Morrison, JP and Andy from Smashed Avocado, Brett Hill and myself at the Wellness Base Camp Saturday, April 7th at the Arca Bar in Adelaide. Two for one tickets available with the code COUNTDOWN at www.thewellnessbasecamp.com on Eventbrite or search for The Wellness Base Camp Adelaide on Facebook. That code again is COUNTDOWN with tickets available at thewellnessbasecamp.com on Eventbrite or by typing The Wellness Base Camp Adelaide in Facebook. You're listening to Melissa Gearing, the Naked Naturopath. Mel is a qualified naturopath, herbalist, and nutritionist. She can't wait to share her thoughts on all things health and wellness with you. I'm super excited that today's podcast is brought to you by Remedy Kombucha. If you're not making your own at home or you're out and about, this really is the next best thing. This is Australia's and my favorite kombucha. It's all natural, alive, raw, unpasteurized, plus it tastes awesome. Remedy are now making it in the cutest little cans, which are the perfect size when I'm running out of the house. Try Remedy Kombucha if you need some bubbles in your life today. My name is Melissa Gearing, and I am the Naked Naturopath. Thanks for listening in. Hi everybody, welcome back to another episode of The Naked Naturopath. After the War on Waste aired, we've had so much interest on what you can do in your home to reduce your wastage, and so I brought in an expert, (laughs) my very good friend Sarah, who pretty much teaches me everything that I know about, you know, reducing my home waste and often comes over and goes through my recycling bin to see that what I'm recycling is recyclable. So welcome, Sarah. Hi, thank you for having me on your show. (laughs) Sarah's from the country, so I figure that's why she's really good at uh, reducing her waste. And um, just you just seem to know stuff, you know, that I didn't know growing up in the city, like you know what can and can't be recycled, and and what you know what we can do in everyday life to reuse things that we would normally throw out. So I just find that really cool. Yeah, thank you. So that's why I thought we could chat. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> so, Sarah put on makeup to do this podcast. I don't watch podcasts, apparently. <laughs> you can't do that. You listen to them. <laughs> Which I thought was really cute. Um, but obviously, I do look very nice. She does. She looks very yeah. beautiful. And obviously your makeup would be, um, you know, beautifully natural um, makeup that I've talked about on a few different podcasts before. They do? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, those kind of things, which is really nice. But today we're talking waste and composting and that kind of thing. So I bought us both a urban composter yes. this week. And I bought my parents one. They don't know yet, but that's their Christmas present. They don't listen. Surprise. Yeah. <laughs> and um, and my in-laws as well. Because 
obviously I'm in an apartment and composting is a little bit more difficult. Um, but you yourself even found it difficult at home. Yes. Yeah. Why was that? Uh, well, we didn't want to have one of the big composting black things that you put on the ground outside. My husband was worried about the rodents mm-hmm. and get things getting in, getting all the flies and things like that. So we didn't have one of those. And plus they stink a little bit, which is not very nice. Mm-hmm. Um, we did find, um, I think you found it online, getting a, a bucket with a lid and you cut the bottom of it off, drill some holes in the side of it and you bury that just so the lid's on the surface of the ground and then you mm. can use that as kind of like a little worm composting thing. Oh, yeah. Just You put it in your soil if you've got some. Like Which a homemade great. one. Yeah, just a homemade one so then you don't have to buy it and you can move it around and things like that, which is a great idea. And we've been doing that, but I have so much organic waste. I don't have anywhere to put it and things like that fill up so quickly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, for 75 bucks, this urban composter, it's all Australian made. It just seemed like the way to go, which is why I bought four. <laughs> they are really good. I use, I started using mine last night and the uh, the bottom of them drains off. So you get like a, what is it? The sea? A liquid, yeah, yeah fertilizer. Sea salt kind of yeah. product. So you dilute it down and then you fertilize your plants. One it. to 100. Yeah. So that's really, really strong. Mm. For us, you know, I have a couple of plants on the veranda but um, I also have an empty lot next door. So once it fills up, you leave it for a week and then you go and bury all the, you know. So it's kind of like half composted. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I was reading it's more of a fermentation okay. than a composter, if you like, yeah. like more than a traditional composter. Because yes. with the urban compost, you can put things in there that you wouldn't normally put in a compost. worm farm. Like or meat. Yeah. Yeah, meat and dairy and things like that which is the stuff that starts smelling and attracts yeah. all the bits and pieces. And, you know, there's rules like about citrus and mm. banana and onion. stuff like that. Yeah, well, they're not yeah, for worms. So if you have worms, you can't put a lot of citrus yeah. in Yeah. But I guess we should probably tell people why we decided to compost at home. Yes. Because a lot of the time you buy things and they say compostable. Mm. Biodegradable. Or, yeah, biodegradable um, and that kind of thing. However, when when we put that into the rubbish, you know, and put it into the... Or just fruits and veggie scraps. Yeah, even fruit and veggie scraps, it doesn't actually... It's not actually able to compost when it goes to the tip. No. Because it's not exposed to... The oxygen. Yep, oxygen, sunlight, yeah. the bugs yes. that it needs because it's amongst a huge amount of other waste. And plastics. Something and that plastics. doesn't breathe and... It's so firmly compacted that, yeah, it doesn't, doesn't get any oxygen. And what we do with a lot of our, you know, organic waste is put it into plastic bags as well. Yes. The bins are always plastic and then you tie it up. And you, yeah. Like, how long does plastic take to break down? Like over a thousand years or something. So every piece of plastic that's ever been made is still out there in the tip somewhere. Wow. Yeah. That's so crazy. So even though. More likely Yeah. You think you're doing the right thing by buying compostable things and biodegradable things. They can't actually go through that process unless you do it at home. Yeah. That's pretty much the end of it. I I think I've visited my sister in Lismore and their council has a brilliant – their green waste bin. So for ours, it's just leaves and grass Mm -hmm. for things. Theirs is a compost bin. Cool. So you can put – you can even put bones in it. So you can put bones, cooked food, raw food, meat, um, paper, all that kind of thing. And, you know, the council does that. That's a council initiative. I think that's brilliant. I think like Macquarie are looking into that, like Macquarie Council. That would be awesome. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, really cool. So we've taken it upon ourselves to compost at home mm-hmm. until that happens. 
And I think it's something that every single person could do. It's very, it's very easy. So we usually have a bag of rubbish every few days, like a, you know, a big bag, a whiz bin bag. Because mm. Sam and I cook everything at home. We're, you know, we're home a lot because um, we work from home like a lot. Food. We love food. And so we have a lot of waste. Like there's just a lot of stuff. And I try to make bone broths and do all that kind of stuff with it. But I was finding that I'm just having so much rubbish. So I started the Urban Composter on Monday. And I've had one small brown paper bag of rubbish. Hmm. Well, yeah, most of the stuff that goes in, if we had a bin, would be food scraps. Our food scrap pile have about two whole food Tupperware containers full of it every day and know where to put it. Yeah. Yeah, it's just amazing. So what I've gone a bit mental with um, looking at what I can and can't compost now and sending you messages. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just amazed at how much you can compost. Yes. So, so much. it's just a unique kind of system because of the way that it ferments things. Yes, you, you spray a little, um, what do they call it? It's like an organic, Enhancer. yeah, um, and it speeds it up. Accelerator. Accelerator, that's yes. what they're calling it. Yes. Um, yeah, so you, every time you put something in, you just spray it once or twice, which I read you can do with vinegar okay, as, as well. well. Yeah. Just, yeah, okay. And it does smell like vinegar, this stuff. It does. Yeah. And that keeps the smell down in your yeah. apartment. Yeah, and it's sealed, like the top of it's sealed. It's got a lid. So it's all sealed up so you don't get all the little fruit fly things. Yeah, 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 yeah it's just awesome. Um, but I thought we could talk about some of the things you can compost because people just don't realise. How much you can. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So for me, I was really surprised about um, toilet rolls. Toilet paper rolls, yeah. Yeah, toilet paper rolls. Tissues, we were just looking at tissues. Mm-hmm. Um, and it said yes. Yep. Used tissues is fine. Paper napkins. Anything paper, really. Yeah, I, was, I ripped up brown paper bags, you know, from... Oh, yeah. They do say to cut it up or make it as small as you can. Like, yeah. Obviously, that's going to help you with the speed of composting. Cooked pasta, cooked rice, coffee grinds. We were... Some tea bags. We've had a, we've had a tea bag research. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and you just have to look at the ones you're buying. Um, at Verve, where the clinic is, we sell Puka tea, which is really cool. I was reading on their website, the whole thing, even the outside sachet that it comes in, the individually wrapped thing is compostable. It's made of like a special wax. So the whole tea bag, the, the cotton line, all that kind of stuff. Because I, I have done a lot of reading as well, and a lot of the times the really typical supermarket brands all have plastic in them. So I think the individual yes. tea bag packages aren't lined with wax. They'd be lined with some kind of yes. uh, plastic. It's like... um. Uh, wrapping paper, gift wrapping paper, they say you can't do that, or junk mail, like those kind of magazine-y things. The shiny stuff. That. Yeah, the shiny stuff yeah. is like a plastic. I think I read online that Twinings, their tea bag is, but you have to take the top off because it's got a staple. Yes. yes. And yes. if they are individually wrapped, you can't do that. The wrapper the wrap. itself. Yeah. 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 And then those tea bag packages, they also come in the plastic things as well. They're not just in a box. So the yeah. The ones are just in a box. Or they're in a box and then they've got plastic on them as well. You know when they're wrapped up to yes, keep them fresh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it'll have plastic box, plastic tea bags. Yeah. And you're like, why? Why does it have so well, much? Well, like the food um, individually wrapped fruit and veggies in Woolies and Coles and things like that. Yes. Sweet potatoes, something that doesn't bruise yeah. very easily. They come on a little tray and then they've got the plastic around them. Yes. So, why? yeah, it's such a waste. I was in, I teach in Foster and there's this little fruit and veg shop and, um, you know, I they do great things and I don't like to speak badly of them, but I actually wouldn't buy anything from there the other day because every single piece of fruit and veg down to an individual banana, an individual yam, 
like um, a swede, a sweet potato, one stem Mom of broccoli. Every single thing was on a foam tray and glad wrapped. Um, yeah, like I can see that why they do it with some things like berries, like blueberries and strawberries. You, there's not a lot else you can do because they do bruise so easily. And you told me that we can recycle the plastic thing that the blueberries come in. Yeah, they've got the little recycle thing. Cool. I'm not sure what number they are, but yeah, they're recyclable. Yeah, cool. Um, which is, you know, that's fine. Mm. But when you're putting those black foam trays, which I – what do you styrofoam, do with them? I don't think that's recyclable. No. I think styrofoam is or, yeah, like that big white stuff. But you have to take it to the tip. It's a, it's like soft plastics. Yeah. You have a special recycling you know, process for that. Tell us about your the soft plastics. Uh, so soft plastics, anything that – I think – it was on more of waste and they call it the crunch factor. Mm. So if it – um you know, crunches down and doesn't pop back up to how it was before, like the the packets of um, what biscuits sit on, like the tray mm-hmm. things, they pop back to uh, the way they were, so they're not recyclable. Right. But the actual outside packaging of it is, the stuff sub that can crunch yeah, down, right. like clutter up kind of stuff, it can be recycled, but you have to do it at the special places that I think Coles and Woolies do, and that's a bit controversial about how much actually goes to the recycling place, but it is recyclable. But you can't put it in your yellow bin no, you have with to your cardboard and paper. Woolies and Coles, they have a – I think Coles has Red Cycle. Yep. And um, I'm not sure where Woolies goes. That was – Which I was doing and you went through my um, recycling bin. <laughs> yes, I did. Yeah, which is helpful. I appreciate yeah. that. I think – Teaching you. Yeah. I think I'm doing all these, you know – Well, it I, does and it says recyclable on it, but it just doesn't tell you that you can't do it in your yellow Yeah, yeah. Bin. And you just don't know until someone goes, oh, you have to do that separately. Yeah. Which is why I wanted to do this podcast. Like the alfoil. The alfoil. Tell us about the alfoil. <laughs> alfoil is recyclable. It's aluminium foil. But um, so the smaller pieces, you know, if you chuck that in the recycle bin itself, it just gets lost amongst all the other recyclable stuff. So it has to be in a, it doesn't have to be circular, but a size of a golf ball. Yeah, right. up, Or otherwise it just doesn't get detected because it's magnetic so i think it picks it up but if it's too small then it doesn't just so you lost. can collect it for a couple of hours yeah. i don't use a lot of it but like little wrappers of the chocolates i was oh, eating yeah. earlier yeah you just ball them up until you've got a big big enough ball and then put that in the yellow bin yellow bin and then it gets separated at the yeah. recycling plant. yeah 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 cool because they mm-hmm. separate plastics cardboard and the alfoil and yeah, yeah. all the other bits of paper <coughs> and whatever else we put in there accidentally <laughs> that's right yeah cool so see, these little things are really important if we're going to actually have make an impact and have a change. And even for myself to be, you know, pretty aware of things and really mindful of what I'm using around the home and all that kind of stuff. This was, I, I feel like every single day there's something else that I need to Google or, you know, learn about or change, you know. So I said to you this morning, I really want to find a good bin bag. Yes. Because, I, you know, we just use plastic bin bags. And I'm like, why am I, why am I doing that? Mm. I want to look at my tissues to see if it's the best tissue that I can use. Mm. Something that I've been recycling, um, researching, <laughs> recycling, researching a lot late, lately is nappies because, um, as you know, I'm going to have a baby. Soon. Yeah, very soon. <laughs> Any day now. Sarah's here waiting, <laughs> hoping to deliver her. <laughs> Good luck with that. Mm-hmm. Um. But the things you read about nappies are insane. So I read that the baby uses over 6,000 nappies in its first two years of life. Mm, it's and an enormous amount. It nappies. is so many nappies and there's nothing that can be done with them. No. Which was really surprising to me because even though, you know, I'm um, 
I'm getting the most biodegradable. They're made out of cornstarch. Yep. Um, fibers. Recyclable. You know, all that stuff. They all need to have this plastic, yeah, polypropylene <clears throat> liner to make sure that they actually work yes. so that they're functional. So, you know, I've got the cotton. Otherwise, they wouldn't smell. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I've got the um, oh, the bamboo ones, so obviously we just wash them and reuse them and we'll do that wherever we can. But at the end of the day, you're going to need disposables when we go out. It's just, just convenient to have, yep. just to have on hand. Yeah, in this day and age, mm-hmm. you need some disposables. And, you know, I've got Tom, Tommy, Tom Organics, they're yeah. called Tushies, and we've got the Natty ones. Yes. But they're not, they're not very good for newborns because they're quite big, even the small yes. size is quite quite big yes um which you know is frustrating because something like huggies have have been around for so long and they've done all this innovation in creating a really great nappy but the plastics that it's made out of are so bad for and bleached and all those other things bad for the environment bad for baby um yeah so it's this toss-up between a lot of the time with these kind of products because they're fairly new quality versus you know dealing with a little bit of um hardship <laughs> in terms of trying to do the right thing for the environment and for your skin and, and for all that stuff. So I looked up, you know, the, the nappy thing and they're like, you know, we do as much as we can, but they're still not compostable, yeah. even though they've got parts of them that are biodegradable. But what, what I can do is put them in a biodegradable bag and send them off to the tip and hope that, you know, what parts can break down, do break down at some point in the next thousand years, <laughs> <laughs> which, you know, is crazy. Well, consider, you know, considering that everyone has a baby, even if they do that, that's 6,000 nappies in two years for every single baby that there is. Yeah, and that 6,000 probably something like a Huggies nappy, which is fully plastic, which I can't remember. I read how long it takes for that, you know, to break down was immense. Like, I can't even remember, but... Okay. It was just crazy. Like, it pretty much doesn't break down. And it, yeah. oh, in that child's lifetime, that nappy will outlive it. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, is it worth it? Mental. <laughs> oh, mental. That's why if we do everything else we can around it, which is always my advice, yes. do everything else we can. If we can compost everything else we can, then hopefully there'll be some room at the tip for that nappy to biodegrade. Because there won't be so much you rubbish. Can. Do your bit. <laughs> Um, talk to me about green bags because this is something that I find really frustrating. My mum, she just thinks, buys new ones every yep, day. Yeah. Every single time. People leave them in the car. Oh, yeah, they're in the car. I just forgot them. I'll grab another one. Yeah, I'll just get another one. And she one. thinks she's doing the right thing, but we know that the green bags aren't that green if you keep buying them. Well, it's, uh, I'm not 100% sure, but I still don't think that they uh, they break down properly because I think that they still have the plastic in them. Yeah. They're only um, better for the environment if you use environment if you use them more than 50 times mm-hmm. so i don't think a lot of people do that and that will require washing them and taking care of them yeah. and people don't do that well we certainly do because they like you you and i oh, both, yeah, I you do. and i both have the scabbiest green bags that <laughs> going around one of mine has this huge rip in it and it the guy works. yeah <laughs> the guy at the um, market the other day was like oh, are you sure you want to put something in that one <laughs> and i was like yeah it'll be right <laughs> Oh dear. <laughs> and I do throw them in the washing machine if they get really friendly. Oh, yeah, so do I, yeah. Um, so you have to use a green bag 50 times for it to be friendly. Yes, and that's the green bags that you buy. I mean, people, you don't have to buy those ones if you are on the ball. You can, you know, people have cotton bags. Yeah. Cotton, obviously, 
well, you know, you can um, compost that. Mm-hmm. It takes a lot longer. Um, and people probably don't do it, but you can get the cotton bags. You don't have to necessarily have to have the Woolies green bags. What you and I both have is a basket. Yes, and the, the baskets, which are really popular. I see people with them all the yeah. time. We both just have a wicker basket, and, um, you know, if you've seen me coming to work, you'll often see me carrying my wicker basket with all my things in it, and the girls at work think that it's really cute because I'm this big, fat, pregnant hippo at the moment <laughs> with my wicker basket, and usually I have um, – you know, like tiffin tins of food, like the silver tiffin tins of food and something wrapped up in my beeswax paper so I look like an old lady from a farm. Do you know, I like them though because the insides aren't lined with black material like a handbag so you don't yeah. lose things. Yeah. <laughs> like in a basket. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Yeah. And um, it makes a great ba- baby bag too. Well, they do. You, you carry everything in yours. Yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah. So Sarah's had two. huge. Two bubbers, so she's done the the leg work for me, <laughs> and uh, yeah, they work fine. Yeah, there's not, and they they carry all the heavy stuff. Yeah, too. So if you do take them grocery shopping, you can. It's not just like the fruit and veggies; they're quite strong. Chuck a block, so you can put all your, I don't know, cans of stuff if you buy that, or big milk things. I went into the supermarket yesterday because I needed some green beans, mm-hmm. and it took me probably a good five minutes to find the ones that weren't individually wrapped. You know, yes. in the plastic, in the plastic. Yes. And then when I found them, they're in them big terracotta bowls. Oh, yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And I went and got a mushroom bag because I refused to use those plastic, plastic bags. bags that you put your fruit and veg in. So unnecessary. And got a paper bag, mushroom bag, which I don't know why we, they can't just have paper, paper bags thing. for everything. Yeah. But they cost more. And I think, like, if you filled it up with apples, it might break. Yeah. That kind of thing. Yeah. But, y- you know, um, <clears throat> you can talk about your bags in a yeah. minute. The, <laughs> so I filled up with green beans and I took it to the counter and I said, that's got green beans in it, not mushrooms. And he was like, okay. I was like, I just don't want to use the plastic ones, <laughs> you know, because the paper ones I can recycle and I can't do anything with the plastic ones. He's like, okay. He didn't care. He was like this teenage kid. <laughs> Whatever lady. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. With your wicker basket. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but you can't, you know, like all of my fruit and veg, I just put it all in my trolley individually, mm. which I get is a well, you can't really do that with green beans either, so there's exactly. a need for them. Exactly. But, yeah. you know, perfectly also, fine in a paper bag. Yes. But you've got cool bags. Yeah, also a way around the plastic bags is you can get, like the green bags for your big lots of shopping, you can get the little, um, I don't actually know what they're made out of, um, but they're a really light material and they're fruit and veggie bags, so exactly the same as the plastic bags, but mm. plastic. Where did you get yours from? I bought mine online and I can't remember where. But I've seen people make them, mm. if you're that crafty. I didn't. They're not super expensive. I don't remember what they were called. Maybe Anya? I think oh, yeah. Rings a bell. Yeah. So yours are just like a white mesh bag yes. and they don't weigh much. And they've got a drawstring? No, yeah. they don't weigh much. Um, so when they really measure it, yeah. you're not paying for too much extra. Yeah, because like we have, um, you know, like little cotton bags and stuff like that that I'll often use, but I know that they add more weight. Yeah, kilograms. Yeah. yeah. Grams, whatever, not kilograms. <laughs> um, what do you have? But, um, yeah, I think that's a great idea. And you just take them. Yeah, I go to Harris Farm. I love Harris Farm. Yeah. And it's close to me, so I don't yeah. have to go to Willie's. And I think they're actually, because they have their imperfect picks, and they ha- separate theirs with their green plastic bags, and you've got the normal clear plastic bags mm. for their normal fruit. Um, but now they're bringing in the same thing, so the cotton bags or the little mesh reusable bags, so people can use those instead of plastic. Great. Yeah, Harris Farmer doing that. I think it's a brilliant initiative. 
So they'll sell those mesh bags? I think so. They, they keep them there to reuse them. Oh. You might. Well, they, I imagine they'll have to let you buy some because yeah. it's just convenient. Yeah. It's more convenient. Um, but, yeah, no, they're bringing that in. That's I don't know if it has started. I haven't paid much attention because I don't use them. But I noticed that they were doing it, which is brilliant. Yeah, it's awesome. Yep. So good. Yeah. So that covers green bags and stuff like that. Yep. Um, we also have the beeswax wraps that are becoming really popular Instead at the moment. Of cling wrap. Yeah. So I've had that my same cling wrap sitting there now. I don't know how long. Yeah, I, I when I first started using them, or maybe yeah, it was a post on Facebook I read. It was when I first started getting into the beeswax wraps, and someone had written there they've had the same thing a cling wrap in their drawer for like seven years or yeah something, something ridiculous not even open she just hasn't had the need to use it yeah because she's had the beeswax wraps yeah and found other things mm, i love it and yeah it's kind of nice because it makes you think like when i go to your house you always used to have your bread wrapped in a tea towel yes or, on a bread bag now i upgraded yeah then you, got, <laughs> you got a bread bag um but just little things like that that i just thought oh you don't have to wrap that up no in glad wrap you know i think living in the city I, and with my parents i grew up thinking that like that was gross for what? some reason. Having just it? yeah, wrapping it in a tea towel. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's not as effective. The bread does stale a little bit quicker, but um, you know, it still makes good toast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's the thing, right? Um, and so now when I cook things, I just wrap them in a clean tea, tea towel and take them places rather than wrapping them up in yeah, glad wrap or kind of alfoil or yeah. And it's got actually really like the homey feel of the beeswax wraps and doing things in tea towels. And the beeswax wraps are also really pretty. They're really beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I like that. They are really pretty. I just got a new set of like purple ones. No, they do that on purpose. And I, um, the ones that I bought, the lady that makes them, you can request. You know, if it's for a, a young boy and so he can take his lunches, you can get um, like robot ones or you can get dinosaur ones. So she can kind of makes them to order. Yeah. Which I think is great too because then it makes the kids have fun with them. and Yeah, they're yeah. really cool. Yeah. So beeswax wraps are just a bit of material. They're coated in a beeswax and you can wrap nearly anything in them. I cover all my bowls and stuff in the, yes. in the fridge and wrap up cakes and sandwiches and avocados things so they yep. like fruit and vegetables so they don't go brown lemon mm-hmm. yep all that kind of stuff and um and then all you do is kind of rinse them you can't use hot water no cold water cold soapy water and then rinse them off with cold yeah water. and rinse yeah. them and let them dry and they're ready to go again they're yeah. just, they're amazing mm-hmm. i'm so impressed and the thing they actually grip better than glad wrap they do they work they better. just take a little bit of warmth from your hands yeah and then they stick to it yeah these wax is um sticky i was so impressed um yeah. Yeah, so they're great. So I bought I bought a pack of four and I had one from before and I haven't needed any more. Like that's really enough They for do. Us. They last for a really long time. And I use mine every day for Lucy for school to wrap things up. Um, and they just keep going. They don't, you know, they don't yeah. break down. They don't tear. They don't, they're just, they're still there. And it's like a present when you unwrap your food. Yeah. <laughs> I really like that. The other thing I have is a sandwich wrap, which is just, the next step. Oh, with a bit of Velcro? It has a bit of Velcro, so it's just a squ- there's still a square, and it just folds up. So your sandwich is tucked nice and tight inside, so it yeah. doesn't fall apart. Which is great for loose. Yes, for kids To take especially. it to school. And, yeah. yeah. A little bit more convenient. Yeah. No, that's awesome. Um, you know, every, everywhere that I go, I'm like, oh, I could have brought this. I could have done this better. But you learn. Yeah, for yeah. sure. And one of those things is the butcher. Mm-hmm. which we talked about 
um, with your sister. Yes, my sister had a question. I wasn't able to answer it. Well, I kind of passed the buck on that one. Yeah, yeah, it's hard. So, you know, a lot of people now are taking their own containers to the butcher yes. to have their meat put in the container, um, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. But what Claire was finding was that they're still using a plastic bag well, every time. Well, they still need to, you know, especially if it's chicken and things like in cross-contamination, they still need to, you know, pick it up pick with it something up to put with it in a plastic the bag yes. and then put it in the container and then they throw that plastic bag out. And a new piece of plastic for every meat or yeah. everything. Yeah. My butcher just uses his hands, so I don't know oh, if that's it? gross <laughs> or if he's just cool. I don't know. <laughs> and I did, I don't buy chicken, so yeah, okay. I don't know if you would use need to use it for chicken, you know, because it's not know. meat. We have to cook it anyway. I mean, all that meat you have to cook, so yeah. you would think you cook off all the germs. I don't know. But I don't all know. the OH&S things that are... That's probably the main thing would be there. Yeah, yeah, well, for sure. So, but the thing is, even if they are picking it up with a bit of plastic and putting it into another bit of plastic, you're still halving yes. the amount of plastic that they're Thanks. using by taking your containers to them. Yeah. And um, in the paper bag too, even though it's recyclable, if you don't have to use it. Don't take it. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Yep. For them to wrap it in. Yeah. Anything that's recyclable or compostable or biodegradable, like if you don't need to take it, don't. We don't need I to think do that's it. The first, they have like the what is that? Recycle, reuse, something else. <laughs> Reduce, <laughs> reuse, recycle. That's it. But the the new one is avoid, refuse. Oh They're yeah. The first two ones. So if you don't need to use it, don't. You know, I got really upset the other day. Refuse it, like straws. Refuse the straws. Yeah, straws are some of the worst, worst, worst things for the environment. Yes. If your kids are into straws, you can get um, stainless Stainless steel steel ones. ones. Yes. Yep. And they come with a little, a little brush, a little skinny little brush, so they can you can clean them properly. Yeah. Um, I was got so frustrated because I took something out of a plastic bag and gave the plastic bag back to a man the other day. He put it straight in the bin. Oh no. And I just, I just stood there. I was like in shock. <laughs> the point. I was like, but what? Why wouldn't you just use that again? You know. And I noticed he had like all the plastic bags hanging. You know, when yeah, they come okay. stuck together. Yes. But still, like, there's, you know, he's serving someone immediately after me. He could just put theirs in it. Yeah. It, I haven't seen people do that because normally I tell them like they kind of put it in them, but then take it out so the bag hasn't really. Been yeah, used I didn't catch him in time. Yeah. You know that happens. You'll you'll do it next time. And then I was um, when I was at the supermarket yesterday getting my beans. The lady in front of me bought a drink, and the lady was like, "Do you want a plastic bag?" And she was like, "Yep." Oh, she put a drink in a plastic bag. <laughs> <laughs> I bet that drink was in a plastic bottle too. Wasn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah. So and that's I mean that's another big thing is looking at what we buy our products in because. It, you know, like you've got the tea in the box, in the plastic, in the plastic and so on and so forth and um, all that kind of stuff. But you can just look at buying a tea that's in a scoop. Uh, let's go to scoop. <laughs> yes. I was going to talk about okay. when Sorry. we were talking Talk about, about our bags. Them. No, no, no. Huh. Um, when we were talking about our baskets, I was like, we've got to mention how we take all our stuff back. We do, yeah. We're so good. We are good. <laughs> at the junction, it's a bulk food shop store. It's the only one in Newcastle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I'm sure that like wherever you guys live, you can find some kind of bulk system because lots of lots of um uh, little you know co-ops are popping up now as yeah. well. So there's you know like the Healthful Pantry at Warners Bay. There's Scoop at the junction, but they're they're both doing a similar thing where you can order in bulk and then get a discount. Or buy in bulk and get a discount. But Scoop obviously 
being called scoop is you scoop up all the stuff you, you scoop want. up everything and so. you so i take my own glass jars in and i take them in every time they weigh the glass jars first so i'm not paying for a kilo of glass in my food um and then you just fill up your containers and then you take them and you pay for them and there's no plastic there's no packaging there's yep. Nothing. Because they have paper bags for you to put stuff yes, in. you need it. But, like we're saying, if you don't have to take a paper bag and you can just take your glass jars. Just without being organised. Yeah. Yeah. So, right now, we're going to go to Scoop after this podcast. Yeah. And at the door, I have my my uh, wicker basket yes. with 10 different jars in it. I have my green bags in the car and my basket with yeah. all my jars in it. And them. I want to get some um, beetroot kvass. So, I'm going to take a litre, a 750ml um Yeah, San San Pellegrino, an empty San Pellegrino, and they can fill that up and and I'll have my beetroot capacity. I love it. And when you leave, they always say, thanks so much for bringing your containers And do you know what? It's so much much extra work for them because they have to weigh it in. They do. And and then they weigh it out. Mm -hmm. And you and I always write down the codes for them. Yes. Well, I think everyone's meant to do that. But the one I did the other day, she was like, oh, you've written the codes down thing. But, yeah, they do do that. But I think you meant to write it. If you use their paper bags, it does have a spot on it yeah. for the code because yeah. they don't know all of the codes. I just write them in my phone and um, then tell them as they're going. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Lucy writes mine down. Cool. I have them on a list of pieces. <laughs> Which is an old envelope. Yeah. For you? Yeah, cool. <laughs> <laughs> she said, do you want this back after I finish giving her the codes off it? And I said, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't finished. It's still good. But, um, you know, I don't think that's an extreme. When I think about the butcher, I'm like, oh, will I take my containers? Will I not? You know, that's that to me is like, oh, can I be bothered that's to fight boundary, that battle? Yeah. yeah. Because I still don't do that, actually. Yeah, you know, and they look at you like, really? You want me to put your meat in here? <laughs> um, which is neither here nor there. But somewhere like Scoop, where you're really welcomed to yeah. do that, it's just it just feels so good and, and um, allows you to, you know, be free to go and take take all your glass jars and, yeah. and reuse them. And my glass jars, I haven't bought any of them. No, mine are old coffee jars. Thanks, yep. Shawnee. Yep. My brother-in-law drinks a lot of coffee. Yep. Um, I've got, like, you know, olive jars and salsa jars mm-hmm. and, and every single jar Pasta that goes through our jars. house, yeah, just gets put in the dishwasher. Mm-hmm. And some of them have wrappers on them still, some of them don't. It doesn't yeah. matter. They come off eventually. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Like, all of that glass can be reused forever mm-hmm. until, you know, Josie, drop Josie drops it. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I think that's, that's um, cool. I think you it's know. great. And there's no reason why you can't find other places that are welcoming you to do that. Most places are. Yeah. Baker's Delight, I take my bread bag in and they put it in a yeah, put it in that instead of one of their paper bags or their awesome. plastic bags. Yeah, awesome. They're always really nice about it. Sometimes they ask me why and I tell them. Yeah. I love telling people. <laughs> <laughs> well, every time I put something in the compost for the last three days, you tell I tell someone. Sam. <laughs> I text you or I tell Sam, I'm like, look, Sam, I'm putting this bit of capsicum I found in the sink in the compost bin. <laughs> and then I spray it. <laughs> I wonder how long that will last. And he just laughs at me. He yeah. thinks it's really cute. That I'm obsessed with composting at the moment. But to make a change in your house, I think you have to have a small period where you're obsessed with it so that you learn about it and you're you, motivated. Yeah, you're and motivated. You, you can make a change and then it will just become a habit. Mm-hmm. That's like with anything. If you do a dietary change, you always have to be a little bit obsessed with it at start, mm-hmm. thinking about it, you know, twenty four seven and planning yeah. and organizing and then then that change, like that, it's you know, that obsession so becomes you know a habit. What you're gonna do it. Absolutely. Yeah. 
So you, yeah, you've got all the fundamentals. So you've got your glass jars now. Yeah, it's just habit for me to go and fill my basket up with the glass jars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Would you have anything else to add? Well, I, I don't think so. I think we've covered everything. It's something that you and I could really talk on for a long time. A really long time. I, I've printed off 75 top things that you can compost <laughs> to give with the Christmas presents that I've bought my parents and my in-laws. Well, I, you know, even you've been looking at what to compost, so I think it's good to have a guide there. Yeah. At least all over for the first little while. Yeah, definitely. So whatever you do, even if it's only one thing, if you can make a small change in your house this week when you listen to this podcast, awesome. I start. I started with plastic-free July last year. Yep. And my thing wasn't to go plastic-free for the whole month. It was just to, uh, with bread, plastic bags, bread bags. I just wanted to stop using those. That was all. Yeah. It's a small change. And then it's continued on and... Oh, coffee cups. Takeaway oh, coffee, coffee cups. cups. We do have to talk takeaway coffee cups. Yeah, okay. Because so many people think they're recyclable. Yes, or compostable or biodegradable, which some of them are, some of them aren't. And I noticed that coffee shops are paying more for biodegradable ones and people really love to think that they're doing the right thing by getting those in as a coffee shop owner or, um, you know, using them as a consumer. But as we said before at the start of the podcast, those coffee cups can't compost when they go to the normal tip. No. And they can't recycle them. You can't recycle them. No, I think, and some of them, I might think most of them, just they have that one line of plastic on the inside. So yes. You know, so you would have to pull the coffee them. cup apart to be yeah. able to do it. Yes. And, you know, even with our home composter, you couldn't put it in no, there. you can't. And then most of the time, the lids, the cornstarch lids are so expensive that most shops will still get the plastic lids, yes. even if they get the biodegradable cup. So you keep cups have to take your own yeah and a lot of coffee shops now charge you less if you take your own cup it's like 50 cents off yeah you, get a you take your own cup in yeah which you again less. isn't worth it for them because no, 50 cents is those cups cost, yeah those cups cost between three to 15 cents each mm. and they're giving you a 50 cent discount yeah. for you to bring your cup so it's not make you know it's actually losing them money really but that's their effort to support the environment as well. Yeah, and I think people like that, so they go back. Even yeah. Though, you know. See, I don't expect a discount for my coffee when I take my own cup um, mm. at all. Like, I just think that's something that I want to do. Or just have your coffee there. Oh, for sure. You <laughs> Sit could down totally and have a coffee and chill out. Yeah, you could totally do that. Crazy. Yeah, got Josie. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like, we have keep cups and, and the stainless steel ones, and we have the scoop cups and... Mm-hmm. Like scoop flasks but the other thing that i do is i just keep a coffee cup in my car mm-hmm. all the time like wash it out yeah and i just rinse it and like if i've forgotten my keep cup then you know lots of the coffee shops will just make it in my cup and i'll oh, yeah. out with it and it sits in the i see a lot of people doing that at, yeah especially business people you know they've got a close coffee shop yeah my brother-in-law does it actually in Gloucester. he has his coffee shop at work and he takes it in and gets his coffee and walks back to his office yeah. and sits down and drinks out of his And what's wrong with that? Nothing. We were getting a coffee lady in a truck coming around to work yeah. and we were all getting the coffee cups in takeaways. Yeah. You know, because that's what she does. And I just, like, it was just this brainwave moment where I was like, why don't we just take our cups out? <laughs> I've got cups inside. We've got a cupboard go full of cups. inside and drink out of Yeah. So yeah. then I grabbed a coffee cup out of the cupboard and I took it out to her. And she was like, cool. And she made it in the <laughs> coffee cup. But 
I mean, it's still saving them money, not having to buy as many coffee, like take away a coffee cup. Yeah, but, you know, I don't expect a discount from her. No. You know, her business and and that's all good. for the day. Yeah. You feel good about it. But it took me months (laughs) to be like, why don't I just use the cup? (laughs) I think it's just so everyone just does it. It's just what's done. It's habit. Yeah, yeah. So that's that's the coffee cup. I'm glad we didn't forget that. Mm. Um, Woolies and Coles are, by think by 2018, are bringing in Aldi-style bags. So not the single-use plastic bags. Yeah. They're bringing in the – they're meant to be reusable plastic yeah. bags. Like, I think it's a great initiative. I think it looks better for them than what it is. Yeah. Like, they're now earning money off selling still yeah. plastic bags. <laughs> like, a little bit more hardy plastic bags. but. At least they're getting rid of the one-use plastic bags. That's, yeah, that's true. The most frustrating, most frustrating thing that I see is the people who work at Woolies carrying all of the plastic one-use plastic bags with their groceries. You know, when they finish work and they go through and they talk to their friend on the um, counter. No. Yeah. Huh. And then they're like, okay, well, I'll see you next week. And they've just got like 10 plastic bags of groceries. And I'm like, you work at Woolies. Oh, yeah. How, could, how can you not be mindful of that? They felt... Are they young? They probably don't care. Yeah, well, You've that's the thing, right? Them now. I'm trying. That's <laughs> why we have a podcast. Um, and I'll, I've also written a blog to go with this podcast. And I've written two blogs so far on the war on waste. So we're getting there, mm-hmm. hopefully. But it's always the same people reading and listening. We need a wider audience. Yeah, yeah. But I think the war on waste. I think that was great. The three part series really reached a market of people who would not normally. Think about this heaps of, of stuff. social media. Then there was a thing on the project about the single-use plastic bags, yep. and then heaps all over Facebook, all over. Yeah. The thing about the bags is Woolies and Coles are both willing to do it. Yes. But neither of them wants to be the one to do it because obviously, if for someone like my mum, if there's no bags at Woolies, she's going to go to Coles. Oh really? Oh yeah. Unless she is buying green bags that day, which is you know <laughs> just dependent on her mood, really. So, um, you know, it's just not a it's not a priority for her. Yeah. Well, that's no matter how much yeah, I nag her, they still have to make it convenient for those shoppers. Yeah. So Woolies and Coles really need to just man up, come together, and go. Target? Let's do it on the same day. I think Target did it years ago. Yeah. Yeah. And then they reverted back to the plastic bags because everyone chucked up such a stink. Yes, they did. Which is a shame. It is a shame. But um, I mean, I don't know why they need two more years to eradicate phase it in yeah a plastic bag but anyway that's cool um that's it that is it thanks so much for chatting with us that is okay i'll um i'll find a little photo of you to put up (laughs) so that your makeup isn't wasted (laughs) thanks so much for tuning in guys if you have any questions just email us info at mgherbs.com.au Jump on the Facebook page and check us out. You can stalk us on Instagram, MG Herbs Australia, or just listen in to the podcast. Make sure you subscribe, review, rate, because that helps me out in terms of statistics if you like it. Um, and I will talk to you in a fortnight. Thanks again. If you like what we do here at The Naked Naturopath, then be sure to rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast so you never miss an episode. To learn more about Mel and MG Herbs, jump onto mgherbs.com, follow us on Facebook at MG Herbs Australia, and Instagram at MG Herbs Official. Please keep in mind that all advice and opinions on The Naked Naturopath are not individualized. To get the right advice for you, be sure to make a booking with Mel or your health professional. This 
This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst the Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of the Wellness Couch podcasts.